everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Fight in the Shade podcast brought to you by Heroes Media Group. So Jen and I, my beautiful wife, and intelligent wife too, she's not just beautiful, beautiful on the inside and out. Thanks, babe. Thanks. We are going to introduce ourselves very quickly because, you know, there's millions of podcasts out there. Why should we start another one? So first, before we get into why we're doing this, we want to talk about who we are. Uh, so I am first and foremost a follower of Jesus Christ, as Jen is. Uh, grew up in New England, and Jen and I met at Azusa Pacific University. Go Cougars. Fell in love and been married for 21 years, and hopefully many, many more. We will be. We're in this for life and beyond. And we have two beautiful, intelligent, funny, amazing, talented daughters, Abigail and Kate. They're in seventh grade. So now they are beginning to tell us why they are right and why they do things correctly and why we're wrong. It's awesome. We've entered that stage. And uh, I was in the military for over 12 years on active duty. I was an Army JAG officer, uh, had the uh, fortunate pleasure and ability to serve with uh, 10th Mountain Division Light Infantry in Iraq and 7th Group Special Forces and Navy SEAL Team 5 in Afghanistan. Uh, we're not going to, there's so many things that we could talk about in this intro about our background, but it'll come out uh, over the, the you know, following podcasts, some of our experiences. Um, I was medically retired on September 11th, 2019, uh, after being exposed to an environmental toxin in Afghanistan that triggered a nasty and rare autoimmune illness. Um, and I was mistreated. So I started a nonprofit organization called Arc of Justice, Advocates for Wounded Warriors. And I have represented over 60 clients, all pro bono, since launching um, on Veterans Day 2019 with Shannon Bream, Fox News at Night. And we are on the cusp of passing uh, landmark legislation called the Wounded Warrior Bill of Rights, which we'll get into in a future episode. So that is who I am in two minutes or less. And Jen's going to talk a little bit about what she's involved with. All right. So as he mentioned, uh, he was in the military for 12 years, which means I was also in the military for 12 years. <laughs> it's really a family affair, but I was a military spouse absolutely. and absolutely behind him. No regrets. Um, but after we got out, I had to find a way to sort of uh, make some more income because his disability payments are are not the same as when he was on active duty. So I currently work as a paralegal for an attorney helping others start nonprofits and doing trademark work. And then also I'm a project manager on the side, just try and do odd jobs here and there to sort of make up the difference. I also help with Arc of Justice, our nonprofit. And of course, most importantly, I'm also a mom to our twin girls. And uh, we homeschool and just try and have fun all in the process. Um, in 2020, I was also selected as an Elizabeth Dole Foundation Caregiver Fellow. And the Dole Foundation is an amazing organization that has really put a spotlight on military caregivers. These are the people who take care of our wounded and ill veterans. And I didn't even realize I was amongst those ranks, so to speak, until I heard Elizabeth Zoll, um, explaining her organization, and it really hit me pretty hard, and I became pretty passionate about it. So um, I applied to be a fellow and was selected for the state of South Carolina, and I am really excited about a lot of the resources, so you'll hear me talking about that a lot, but those will be for future episodes. Um, most importantly, I will also say that what I say on this podcast doesn't necessarily represent their beliefs. It's my beliefs, right. but I will trumpet a lot of their causes because, um, these are resources that are so valuable for the military caregiver community. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'm obviously biased, but I will say to our audience, Jen is a superstar and, uh, she is, uh, one of those 
rare people uh, who do everything well. And she would say that she doesn't do everything well, that she's a jack of all trades and master of none. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. However, I disagree. And um, I am very grateful because I have been bedridden for literally months at a time uh, starting in 2018 when this, this illness really hit me hard from Afghanistan. And lesser women probably would have walked away because it's been so difficult what our family's gone through with her being a caregiver for me and everything else she listed. So uh, Jen stuck with me and honored honored her vows. And I'm just grateful for that, babe. So. Of course, wouldn't I would not have it any other way. And as I said, there's no regrets in him serving in the military. And so while this was unexpected and no one would probably choose this path of having their spouse be become ill because of their service. Um, really, now I'm in it to raise awareness and just I'm so grateful for the community that's rallied around us. Yeah, so we'll like we said, we'll get into like Arca Justice, and you know Jen's going to be doing some some solo podcasts on Elizabeth Dole Foundation and, and what she is as a hidden hero and what they call their kids hidden helpers. Uh, so we'll we'll get into that in the future podcast. But uh, suffice it to say uh, that in the Old Testament, uh, the character of Joseph, when he was mistreated, uh, and he went through a lot of hardship and injustices, and at the end of everything, uh, he told his brothers who had sold him into slavery, "What you meant for evil, God meant for good." And I, and I think, you know, we, we have experienced a lot of injustice and some evil, and we have seen the Lord work it for good already. And, and the, the story is not even over, but we've already seen him use it for good. So, all right. So with that, um, why don't you talk about, babe, why another podcast? Because there are, I don't know if there's millions, but I know there's at least hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there. So why are we starting one? Yeah. You know, when, when you first brought this up, babe, my, you know, me, I'm a lot of times I'm just like, why reinvent the wheel? Let's not repeat something. Other people are doing this. Well, we don't, we don't need to do this. But, um, as I really started thinking about it, the thing that I often say to you the most is that you have a gift of sort of bringing order to chaos in, in the political realm. So, you know, a lot of times we're reading headlines. There's all these things happening in government that can be so confusing. And I'll come to him and I'll say, okay, what's going on behind the scenes here? Because this headline reads this way, but I know there's more to the story. And you are so good at cutting through all of the noise and sort of bottom lining it for me that I was like, okay, other people have to hear this. And over the years, a lot of my friends have picked up on this. And so they'll text me and say, okay, what's going on in this? How, how do we think through this critically? And um, what kind of how do we uh, untangle the mess so we can figure out how we think about something? And um, I like to say he's the cliff notes of politics for me, or maybe the Reader's Digest version. Uh, but I think this is something that is going to be a valuable tool for people, especially like me, who just do not have the time to read all the books and study all the things and get into all the nitty gritty of government. But we want to be educated and informed, and we want to be able to make a difference in our cities and our societies and government. And so I think this podcast will be a valuable tool for that. Yeah. Th thanks, babe. So basically, how much did I pay you to say all those nice things about me? Nothing. Nothing. You paid wow. me nothing. I'm, I'm starting this podcast just so I can get my wife to publicly praise me. <laughs> and I'm going to replay those last two minutes and 45 seconds over and over. Oh my goodness. Okay. So that is one thing real quick that you're going to have to deal with is I 
tell super cheesy jokes, which I know are cheesy, but I think they're funny. And that's all I require is as long as I think it's funny. Well, and here's the thing. What you don't know is anytime he tells a cringy dad joke, I have all the editing power. So I will be adding some sort of sound effect. It might be a womp womp or some sort of like cha-ching, you know, but yeah. If if you're going to say those jokes, (laughs) we're going to have some fun with sound effects. Well, the thing that you don't know is that I am good buddies with Adam Bird at Heroes Media Group. And he has final editing power. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. We will. All right. So I wouldn't underestimate Jen. Okay. So um, what? So that's the why. What are our goals? Um, I, I think first and foremost, of course, we want to bring glory to Jesus. Uh, it, you know, serve, serve him on earth as it is in heaven. You know, um, so that's first and foremost. Uh, I, I think with that, we are going to try our best, and this does not come naturally to me because I get pretty fired up when I see certain things in America I'm passionate about America, about politics, about the military. So I'll get kind of fired up, but I've kind of been on a journey uh, because of my sickness and illness and suffering uh, where the Lord has really uh, modified. There's a lot of more work to do on my character, but uh, I want to have civility towards ideological enemies. And I don't want to do things out of anger or harshness. You know, there's so many podcasts, everything in the media, social media. It just seems like both the left and right, there's so much anger on both sides. There's so many memes. There's so many, everything you, you know, get posted on one side, it's like, you know, um, you know, just ripping on President Biden. The other side is ripping on President Trump. And both sides are just full of anger and disrespect and honor. We would like to stand as a podcast apart. We would like to uh, have, like I said, civility towards our ideological enemies. And then we remove like the unhealthy emotion from the discussion. And we just have discussions on the ideas. Yeah. And if I can interject there, I would even say, obviously, I recognize the phrase ideological enemy because it's something people use a lot. But I actually cringe at that a little bit because I don't see someone who thinks differently as an enemy and I know you don't either. I know you're using that term because it's something that's that's broadly used out there but I think for me what we value is just we want to be able to talk civilly and respectfully and listen to people who think differently than us. And I think in that we can we can learn from each other. We can empathize with each other. Sometimes we'll even uncover blind spots, which right now when you're tuning into mainstream media all you get is literally someone delivering something with so much anger. They're not even giving the other side a chance to speak. And they're certainly not listening to where the other side is coming from. Um, now, certainly we're informed by our biblical worldview. So we're looking through a, a specific lens when we're talking about this. But that doesn't mean we can't learn from, from the other side and try and understand where they're coming from. But for the purpose of what? Of coming together on common ground and actually moving some things forward in our nation because so much right now, people just literally won't work together because they are spiteful. Yeah. So, so I agree in part and disagree in part, which, Love is, it. which is good. Let's you know, do this. this. This is good. So, so I, I hear, I hear what you're saying and I actually agree with the underlying presupposition of it, but I chose ideological enemies for a reason because, um, Richard Weaver, the favorite, the famous anthropologist said ideas have consequences. Mm-hmm. And so those people who are on the extreme left, I believe that their ideas are destroying America. They're destroying our military. And so I took an oath 
uh, when I joined the military to defend the Constitution against enemies, foreign and domestic. And I believe those in the extreme left, they are enemies. And now, Jesus said, what about our enemies? We're supposed to love our enemies. So that's what I want to try and do. But I, I don't want to say that they're not enemies because some of them are. They're enemies to America, the Constitution, and our way of life. And I don't, I, you know, we'll get into that later. And I'm glad we're having this. You know, this is great. This is, this is great, right? Like we can agree. I don't even. Th- I don't even know if we disagree now, but we can. Like this is what we want to do: is like yes. talk about yeah. language and nomenclature. And you're gonna hear we're we're the same on what our heart is to do. So I hope eventually that I would have a quote unquote. You know, I know you can't see this, but a quote unquote enemy on the podcast, and somebody who like disagrees with me vehemently on critical race theory or whatever, and we can have a civil discussion. Yeah passionately be totally opposed to each other and then go have a beer afterwards. Absolutely. And see, that's the goal. And this is why I'm so excited about this podcast because exactly what just happened. I want to like bring listeners in on our everyday conversations because I literally would go to him if I heard him saying that and I'd say, why are you saying ideological enemies? Like the people aren't our enemies. Maybe they're not thinking the same as us. And, you know, I would bring that very point up and then he would do what he just did, which I love because he's bringing context to it that you don't get in headlines. Right. So people like me and you listeners, we read headlines, we make an assumption and we fill in the gaps, sometimes incorrectly. And I love just having this platform to be able to dig through it a little bit and say, okay, so that's what you meant by ideological enemy. And that makes a lot of sense. I can get on board with that. Now, may I use a different phrase? I might, because in my world, that phrase is not gonna go very far and people aren't gonna understand that. But this is why this is so great. Well, and the thing is, I mean, I'm looking right here at one of my books on my desk and it's called Love Your Enemies by Arthur Brooks, who's now a Harvard professor. And, and so, you know, we're, we're, in, we're in a day and age, the zeitgeist, the, the culture right now, we are so polarized, we, can, we consider the other side of the aisle to be our enemies. And so we have to find a way to love each other. It doesn't mean we have to agree with each other. Correct. It doesn't mean we have to have a false unity and we say, oh yeah, we agree on everything. We can vehemently disagree on the issues and still treat each other with civility. We have lost that. Ronald Reagan, when he was president, he used to go out uh, for dinner with Tip O'Neill, who was the Democratic Speaker of the House. So they would fight hard every day, you know, on Capitol Hill. But then they would go, you know, I don't know if they drank alcohol, but they would go share a beer or a meal together. And they actually were friends. So they fought like crazy during the day, but then they were friends at night. And that doesn't exist now. Like President Biden and former President Trump would not go have a beer together. And neither would their followers. They hate each other. So... We're going to try and play a small role in changing that. And uh, listen, I don't do that perfectly. I get fired up. You know, I got Irish blood running through my veins. I'm a fighter. I'm a pugilist. And Jen is also, you know, she can get pretty fired up too. Yeah, maybe sometimes. um, Not as much as me. But uh, that's part of the reason why we're doing this together is because, uh, like she said, the conversation that we have, even just what we did right now, we didn't plan to have that conversation. That just came up sui sponte spontaneously. But that's what we want to do. All right. So go ahead. I was just going to add to that. You know, um, as he was saying before, we just we want to have a place where we can have these conversations. We're going to have guests on here that we don't agree with on purpose because that's the point. We, we hope to model that it's possible. We hope to have guests on here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we don't have For our five listeners. <laughs> we can draw them in with our five listeners. Babe, we already have 12. <laughs> Um, but here's the thing. Nobody ever convinced anyone else through ang- angry, hateful rhetoric. 
right? I mean, nobody turns on the TV and says, awesome, I'm totally going to think differently because this guy in TV is yelling at me. Totally. Like that's not going to work. And so I'm just excited for where this is going to go. And, and another thing I'll add is sometimes we're not going to be together on this. Sometimes you're going to speak on your own doing a podcast. Sometimes I'll, I'll come share, especially because his health is so unpredictable that, uh, you know, we don't want long periods of time to go in between podcasts. So I may come on here. I might interview people on my own. I might talk about caregiver issues. Um, so there's just, it's just going to be a little bit of a, a smorgasbord, so to speak. Yeah. So, um, for what I'll do, so you, you already see what Jen and I are going to get together for what I'll do solo is my passions are America. I love America, defending America. And I love leadership. I love learning about leadership. I love history. I wouldn't say I love theology, I'm kind of like an amateur in theology, but we'll, we'll, we'll bring that in a little bit. Um, and I've been fortunate, especially, well, my whole life, I've had so many just like top tier elite mentors. I mean, I have like, I feel like I have like 25 mentors, mm-hmm. you know, uh, really good who I keep in touch with. I'm hoping that some of them come on so we can learn some leadership lessons. I can interview them. Um, and yeah. All right. So go ahead. I was just going to say that we, we want um, user or user listener participation as well. So yeah. anytime you want to hear about something or you have a question, like we would love to hear about it. We'll probably get our act together a lot more and have all sorts of contact information for you at some point. <laughs> and um, also I am going to do something where I take texts from my friends at questions that are being asked of me of like just everyday, you know, everyday citizen who's like, Hey, help me understand this, break this thing down for me. And we're going to do that. Yeah, and you know, I mean, we can even have uh, guests on, like your friends who, yeah, if they're willing to. Um, we're recording just, you know, out of our home. Uh, I, I just want to—they probably don't want me to say them by name, but I, I want to thank, um, you know, who uh, some mentors. Really, we consider them a spiritual father and mother who bought for us. Is it called Roadie? Road. Road, like this, like profession, like this top of the line, thousands of dollar uh, podcast equipment. And uh, we, just, they know who they are, so we just really thank them. So we're we're set up out of my office, and we'll we'll see where it takes us. Is there anything else you want to mention, babe? Because I'm going to close with talking about why we're calling it "Fight in the Shade." No, nope, I'm just excited to start this, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. We've wanted to do this for for several years, but um, it's now. Here we go. Okay, so "Fight in the Shade." That seems like a misnomer. People are probably like, "What shade? Not in the sun? Don't most battles?" Happened in the sun, I don't understand. So if you have known me for a day, uh, you've probably heard this because I talk about fighting the shade all the time because it's, it's one of the uh, quotes that inspires me. And uh, it is actually, uh, there is historical proof of this. So uh, where it comes from is the story of the Spartan 300. And if you don't know the story of the Spartan 300, I'll talk about that in the future podcast. I'm going to do a couple called The Spartan Way. Um, but they are the 300 warriors who saved Western civilization against the million man Persian army, uh, who was full of totalitarians. And they were trying to snuff out the flame of Liberty, um, in the West, I, I think in like four, the four sixties BC. And so these 300 Spartans showed up, uh, in the cliffs that are called the hot gates, um, in Thermopylae in Greece against literally, uh, you know, some historians, it's some up to a 2 million man Persian army. Some in the like the low millions, but like the 300 were vastly outnumbered and they, they had like a couple other hundred allies there, but they were vastly outnumbered. These 300 Spartans knew they were going to their death against the Persians. And so the historian Herodotus wrote about this. And so here, here it is. I'm going to read this. All right. So I have uh, this huge old school book 
called The Landmark Herodotus, The Histories. All right, so this is in book seven, and I'm going to butcher uh, some of the pronunciations. We're going to have to get some Greeks on here to help me out with this. But so Herodotus writes, though the Lacedaemonians and the Thespians alike proved themselves to be brave in this battle, it is reported or excuse me, it is said that the Spartan Dianikis proved himself to be the most valiant man of all. It is reported that before the Hellens engaged the Medes in battle, one of the Trachinians said that there were so many barbarians that whenever they shot their arrows, the sun was blocked by their number. Dianikis was not alarmed to hear this, but rather in total disregard for the vast number of Medes said that when his Trachinian friend had reported was in fact good news since it met, meant that while the Medes were blocking the sun, they would fight them in the shade. This saying and others like it have been left as memorials of Dianikis, the Lacedaemonian. All right, so I love that phrase. I use it as a sign-off on my email whenever I'm doing little videos for Arc of Justice on social media, uh, which, by the way, like you can go to um, Arc, A-R-C of Justice, USA, that's our handle on social media. And um, because what what is that what does that phrase connote? Well, there's a lot of things that I'll have to unpack, but basically Dianikis and the Spartan 300, they were fighting for their way of life. They were fighting for the flame of liberty, and they knew that they were going up against overwhelming obstacles. And and instead of being intimidated and walking away and quitting, he just said with it's called laconic humor, laconic wit, good, then we'll fight in the shade. He was undaunted in the face of overwhelming obstacles. And so that's how I kind of feel like today sometimes in America with so much hate out there. And, you know, there's all these things, coronavirus and, you know, Russia, an aggressive Russia, China on the horizon. There are so many things that feel overwhelming. And so when I see these obstacles, and this is part of my military training, again, that we can talk about. But when I see overwhelming obstacles, instead of getting intimidated and discouraged by it, and I'm not Pollyannish about it, I still have my feet on the ground in reality. But I'm like, good then we'll fight in the shade. This is good. This is an opportunity for greatness. Good. This is an opportunity to see what the Lord of history, Jesus Christ, is he really greater is he who is in you than he, he who is in the world? Is that true? Are we more than conquerors? So um, even though I'm using like Spartans and the Bible, it's together because Romans 2 talks about natural law, which we can get into again. So some people are like, you can't use the Spartans because you said you're a Christian. No, I can learn... <laughs> from past history, from pagan cultures, and still be inspired by that. All right, so that's why we call it Fight in the Shade, so I hope you like that. Um, uh, you know, there's a movie, 300, out there, but I actually don't recommend the movie. It's extremely violent, but um, I love the warrior ethos of the Spartans, and uh, I think Jesus is a warrior. Uh, I think that he was a man who was meek and mild, which he's depicted as in pictures a lot. And we think of him as a really nice guy, but he's also fierce and wild. He's meek and mild, but he's also fierce and wild. There is a Revelation 19 Jesus that we'll talk about again in the future. <laughs> My wife is just smiling at me right now. All right, so that's that's uh, that's it. We're at 23 mics. Is there anything else you want to say before I close sign off? That's all. You did great. Okay, so our next episode is going to be called Why We Love America. So thanks again for, we hope you take this journey with us. We hope you enjoyed today. And uh, again, this is the Fight in the Shade podcast brought to you by Heroes Media Group. Make it a great week.